When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hi, folks. It's time for another Friday Q&A day on Talking Real Money. I'm Don McDonald. This is what I do on Fridays. I take a bunch of the questions that you sent in, that you either called in to 855-935-TALK, which you can call 24-7, or you sent them in via our website, TalkingRealMoney.com, and you clicked on the contact form. You can do it either way. Now, quick note, if you want to call us live, there's a really good time to do that. In fact, there's only one time to do that where you can talk live and we can have a conversation. That's on Saturday when we do a live show in Seattle, Washington on the radio. But anybody can call from anywhere and you get an answer and we talk. That's that same number, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. So um, stop by when the spirit moves you. When a, when a question moves you, like this one apparently moved someone. Tom and Don, thanks for taking our questions. I have two. I'm currently 32 years old been investing and saving since 2015. I'm using a web program now called Personal Capital to track my net worth and play around with scenarios on their retirement analyzer. Long story short, the reason they can give you that free program is that once your funds reach a healthy amount, their wealth management team calls you to, to see if they can drum up business. I think it's fair to take a meeting, so I did. Their philosophy is sector investing, which they do with robo-advisors. So my first question is, what do you guys think about sector investing as an investment strategy? For your reference, I am at around 400K invested, 65 um, in US and 33-ish in international, with a tilt towards small cap value. Um, most of this is through ETFs with some mutual funds since it's easier to dollar cost average in. So my second question is AVUV. This is the Advantis Small Cap Value Fund. The advisor specifically called that one out saying, hey, watch out, that one might be a tax drag. I hear you guys talk about AVUV a lot. Can you guys talk to me about tax drag and strategies to avoid this if I continue to use AVUV? Thanks, and I love your show. Thank you so much for listening to the show and for calling. Um, personal Capital. We we agree with the asset class allocation, the, that approach to managing money. That's the same way we do it. However, there's a big difference in the way we do it, and the, and we and several others, um, we give you real people and the power of computers, but with real people actually really looking at it. And we believe not just we, but a lot of others who've done studies on this, that it's that personal approach that can save investors from themselves, that that's very valuable. And the fact that personal capital charges nine basis points 
for basically robo-investing when a firm like ours charges one-tenth of one percent more for real people. And I have a sneaking notion. I'm not sure what is in their portfolio, but just from the way this person was talking, that whole tax drag thing, I have a feeling that they're using some tax-advantaged products that uh, may or may not be better. We, we wouldn't we wouldn't necessarily choose AVUV for you, by the way. It would be it would depend on what you were really looking for, what you needed. But we like AVUV. I don't see why they would think it would be a tax drag. One, it's an ETF. Two, they hold most of their securities long term. There's very little turnover. Three, there's no dividend. I'm not sure where this tax drag comes from. They're probably saying that because they don't use that fund in their portfolio and they'd rather see you in something else. And, and that's understandable. Everybody thinks that what they have is better than what the other guy has. But um, it seems like a lot of money for robo-advice, particularly when it seems like you're doing it pretty well. I mean, if you do need a hand, of course hire an advisor. Absolutely. And if you want somebody to help you stay the course, to... Pick the right asset classes maybe for you. Sure, it may be worth it, but you're doing great. So either way, I just want you to know what the downside is. And going with personal capital, you're going to get robo-advice for a pretty hefty fee. Thanks for the call. Now we'll take another one. This one, um, I think this one came in via the phone. Hey, Don and Tom. My name is Peter. I have a question, probably stupid, but... Need to answer it if you can or if you will. Um, I got a couple accounts with E-Trade, and I like to uh, buy and sell ETFs and uh, you know stocks and things like that. But uh, when I buy um, Vanguard products like ETFs, like VT, um, what is my cost basis when I do that through uh, you know um, E-Trade or Meritrade? Um, I don't see any fees that's associated with that account unless um, I'm paying a different uh, price for these products uh, through them. So uh, if I buy something through uh, through that uh, using, you know, uh, VT, uh, am I paying uh, uh, a good price through uh, E-Trade doing it that way, or do I need to go to Vanguard directly to buy those products? Uh, thank you for your time, and I love the show. Thank you. Thanks for the nice comments. And uh, no, it's not a dumb question. It's a great question. Let's go back because we really do need to concentrate on the basics a little bit more often, I think, and we neglect to do that. An ETF like VT, the Vanguard Total World Stock Index, is in essence a stock, not a mutual fund. It's a stock that just happens to own all the stocks that are in the mutual fund, the similar mutual fund at Vanguard. So therefore, when you work with a discount broker, the commission is whatever their commission is for stock trades. And with uh, Ameritrade and Schwab and many others, their cost for stock trades is zero. That's why you don't see a charge. It's zero. How do they make their money? Well, there is, for every stock, a spread between what someone is willing to pay 
to buy a stock and what someone is willing to sell it for. That's the bid and the ask. And what they do is they bridge that bid and ask. They got some stocks that they paid a little less for, and they're selling them for a little bit more, or they're getting paid for order flow from somebody else who's doing that same thing. So it's happening in tiny little increments, uh, pennies, of difference of price. So the price you see on your statement, the price you purchased it at, that is your cost basis going forward. I hope that answers your question. Now we go back to questions that came in from TalkingRealMoney.com. They sound great because they came in on the computer. If you have a good computer, Mike, they sound good. You just go to TalkingRealMoney.com on the contact form and you're in. This is Michael from Florida. Not quite Celebration, Florida, but Central Florida. I love your show. You've been very helpful with everything you put out. I do have a issue with the September 10th show. A caller was talking about I-bonds. Tom told her that in October they're going to readjust. He didn't tell you didn't say what they were going to readjust to. Of course, nobody knows, but is inflation going to go away overnight? It didn't go up overnight. It's not going to go down overnight. So they dropped to 5%. On my $10,000, 5% still a pretty good rate. If they do drop to 0%, I'll wait three months, and then I'll get out and put it into something else. If you need a short-term storage for some cash, say you're going to buy a house or buy something, and you can put $10,000 away, it's very liquid to get out. You lose three months if you don't keep it for the full five years of interest. After a year, you can pull it out and have it available to do what you want. Anyway... I like Tom's jokes. I like Don's non-jokes. And uh, keep up the good work. Thank you. (laughs) What do you mean my (laughs) non-jokes? Okay, anyway. Hey, hey, we Floridians, we've got to stick together. Tom has not liked I-Bond since I first brought them up when the rate was like 8% or something many, 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 many months ago. He just doesn't like them. That's his prerogative. I, on the other hand, think they're kind of cool for ten grand, And I personally believe, you know, I lived most of my life on a very meager income. Uh, to me, ten grand that's a lot of money. And so I'm perfectly happy with my I-bonds that uh, have earned 8 or 9% and are now earning, oh, just 5. I'm still happy with just 5. And I'm with you. Uh, they... A lot of people say, well, it's 30-year bond. Well, it's a 30-year bond, but one, you only have to stay in it for five, for one year, absolutely. And as you said, if the rates go to zero, oh my gosh, I'm going to suffer a three-month penalty and I'm going to lose my 0% interest? Not a big deal. And if you hold them for five, well, then you're fine to sell without any penalty. So I like them. I think they're a good vehicle for somebody who said, yeah, five years from now, I want to buy a car or a house and I want to keep up with inflation because it's really ridiculous. You know, I've got other investments. Why, why, why not? What's it hurting? Thank you for your call. I appreciate it. 
Now we'll grab another one that came in from TalkingRealMoney.com. Visit that site anytime. There's good stuff there, TalkingRealMoney.com. Hey, uh, I'm thinking to buy farmland as a long-term investment, buying it and run it out to farmers. Can I have your opinion? Is it a good time to buy land right now? Thank you so much. Bye. I think you'll find that there is one thing we consistently claim we don't know. Can't know, never will know. And that's when it's the right time to buy something. We never know when it's the right time to buy or the right time to sell. That's why we look at investments and we see how they've performed over long periods of time. And we also look at the costs of getting into those investments, their historical stability, a lot of different things. Farmland has tended to do very, very well during periods of high inflation. Now, we, we've had a period of high inflation, but are we going to have one? The other issue is that when you're buying individual farmlands, uh, you're just buying them on your own. You're not buying them through a real estate investment trust. You're getting into very dangerous territory unless you are a very knowledgeable purchaser of land. First off, cropland generates great rents. But therefore, cropland tends to be more expensive per acre. Pasture land can be really cheap, but pasture land doesn't generate a lot of income. And you have so many risks going along with that. Even though you have a renter on the property, if that renter isn't getting a decent crop in one year, well, you're not going to get paid. And so it can be a very, 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 very volatile and scary business on an individual property basis. Uh, if you want real estate, we'd suggest just buying it through a REIT. If you buy a good real estate investment trust fund or ETF, you're going to end up owning some farmland. But unless you want to be in the business of being a farmland manager and speculator, I'd steer really clear of it. Thank you for the call. Hi, guys. Really enjoy your show. I've got um, a couple of questions. I'll keep it brief and simple. Um, I'm wondering about uh, tax loss harvesting my VTEB uh, municipal bond fund. Um, I don't know that we, we really need to be in municipal bonds. Um, we're in the 24% tax bracket. I'm wondering about tax loss harvesting that and just moving uh, moving the money to BND. Um, also, my second question was, I'm curious what you guys think about brokered CDs through Vanguard. I saw a, a six-month uh, brokered CE for 3.85%. Anyway, I'll leave it at that. Uh, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Well, let's start at the beginning. First, you said you may not need tax-free bonds. You're right. You may not need them. I just ran the 12-month return for the two funds, for the tax-exempt bond fund, VTEB versus BND. And in your 24% bracket, the yield over the last 12 months has been exactly the same. Exactly the same. So it makes a perfect candidate for a lateral move at the very least. So I would consider it as a tax loss harvesting thing. And I don't know that I would necessarily move it back because BND is a more diverse portfolio. But it's about six one way, half a dozen or so the other. Brokered CDs. Well, I, I like brokered CDs. I think it's a great way to build a bond ladder. You... You pay fair prices when you buy them through a discount broker like Vanguard or Schwab or whomever. Um, so I think it's a good way to go. Thank you for the call.
And we're going to put this Q&A show to bed for now. Thank you for being a part of it. Please remember to call us live tomorrow from noon until 2 Pacific time, 3 to 5 Eastern. You can call us at 855-935-TALK and talk with us on the show. So uh, do that tomorrow and keep listening to the podcast. Next week, our plan is to go back to four podcasts a week. I'm feeling just enough better. I think we could go to four. And so we'll start re-increasing the frequency of the podcast as uh, my health improves. And thank you all, by the way, for all. I still get nice comments and the like uh, and uh, well wishes, and I, I really appreciate it. Thank you very, very much. I am healing well, and I appreciate all the thoughts. By the way, if you need some help from a real live advisor, and you just want some time, you don't necessarily want to become a client. By the way, if you want to become a client, we'll take you. But if you don't, we'll help you. We will help you. Not just meet with you and tell you what you should be doing with us, but no, what you should be doing for you. And it won't cost a thing. There's no obligation, no high-pressure sales pitch. Just give us a call at 800-386-3004. That's 800-386-3004. I'm Don McDonald, hanging out reading about and sometimes talking about real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time. So please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. As you keep the lawyers happy.